listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. From the South Stands to the end zone, you are Locked On Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? I'm your host today, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Today's episode of the show, it's going to be more user interactive. So if you follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL or in Broncos country, we're going to Periscope today. We're going to do a little bit of a game. We're going to play, do you pay him or do you let him go free agency style here today? We interact with listeners of Broncos country. Plus, we head to Reddit where Broncos fans had chimed in on what the Broncos maybe need to do against Kansas City. I know we analyzed that uh, from my own perspective on yesterday's show, but Broncos country actually chimed in themselves. They had a lot of interesting things to say regarding that, and uh, we're going to break that down all on today's jam-packed episode of Locked On Broncos. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit later on here in the show, if you are a business, if you are somebody who wants to advertise here on the Locked On Broncos podcast, I've got something on I'll tell you exactly how you can get in the mix and stay locked on to promote your company and your business here on the podcast. But really some really cool stuff before we get into the Reddit segment here on Locked On Broncos. I want to tell you guys that now all of you that listen to Locked On Broncos, you guys can now text me. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that I've partnered with Community. You guys may know Gary V, Ashton Kutcher, multiple celebrities. They use this platform to interact with their followers, with everything through text message. So this is literally one-on-one. You guys get to text me the real me, um, and you get to share things. I plan to use this platform anytime there's any Broncos rumors or news that's bound to happen. I'm going to use the platform to get Broncos news out to you guys first. That way you guys get a little bit of a text message before some of these things get leaked on social media. I want to be able to use that. Plus, you know, I want to send you guys uh, some happy birthday text when it's your birthday. I want to be able to interact with you guys on a more personalized level. If you guys want to talk football or life with me, now you guys can. So please get a pen and paper ready or pause and get ready to go back through the episode just to hear this, uh, but save my number. Go to 303 303- 529-6323. Send that number a text and then click on the link that's going to come with that and you can add yourself to my contact list and then I can interact and text you and you can text me one-on-one personalized and obviously I plan to use, like I said, for Broncos news, for NFL news and for Life Talk. If you guys have any questions of any sorts, we're going to use it for the Lockdown Broncos podcast as well for our interactive portions where your text messages and your voice messages get played here on the air. So uh, let's get into our Reddit portion of today's episode, Locked On Broncos, our Twitter Tuesday all across the board. Everybody's interacting. And the question was, what could the Broncos learn from the 49ers loss to Kansas City? And on Reddit, user Gears of Ted 14, he says, you beat Mahomes by playing defense with your offense. Indianapolis did it earlier in the year. There needs to be something close to a 40-20 time split or otherwise you're going to lose. You have to go for it on fourth and three or less almost every single time unless it's an absurd amount of down and distance. you got to run the play clock down all the way to about four seconds or less every single time. Coaching staffs get cocky and they think they can line up mano e mano and beat everybody and then they are shocked when it doesn't happen. It's why Bill Belichick is one of the best coaches and everybody isn't Belichick. If it were me defensively, I know I'm not going to shut Kansas City out, so why even try? I'll play prevent defense and rush to all game to either force Kansas City to run the ball every time or constantly take slants and checkdowns. But you're 
not getting a back-breaking 66-yard touchdown on a 45-yard completion. Make Patrick Mahomes play like Alex Smith. Then we'll take our chances with our red zone and goal line D. Is it a guaranteed W? Absolutely not, but it'll get you close. There's a key to win every single game, but most coaches are too stubborn. And really, when Gears of Ted breaks this down, I see where he's coming from. I don't know in the NFL game if you could really play that conservative on defense. I get it. You're trying to avoid the big play. That seems to happen almost every single time. With But here's the deal, and somebody else on Reddit used this as well, and I'm trying to find it here as I scroll here, um, but it was really good. I love the mindset of it. It says that if it bleeds you can kill it. And I I love that. And it was with Yarnia. He says, Mahomes can be pressured when he is pressured. He is inaccurate. If it bleeds, you can kill it. And I, I, that was epic. I mean, that epic line right there. And I think that's something that we have to embrace. Look, Patrick Mahomes is a very phenomenal quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but there were times when San Francisco pressured him in Super Bowl 54. I mean, some of his passes were incomplete. That last interception that he had had, there was pressure coming at him. He threw it behind Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill couldn't haul it in. It gets intercepted with eight minutes left in the game and the 49ers up 20 to 10 at that point. That's a game where the 49ers should have ran the ball. They got a little bit too pass happy on several occasions and you gave enough time to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get some momentum. And I certainly believe that. But we got to stop viewing Patrick Mahomes how ESPN does. Everybody views him as unstoppable. Yes, you know what? He has great play production. He's talented, but he can be beaten. He's been beaten before. And the fact of the matter is, you have to have weapons. You have to have defensive guys to be able to do it. And I think the Broncos are going to be really focused on that. But really, two great responses off by Yarnia and Gears of Ted 14. Now, uh, one of the other responses that comes from Kazuka Fur, he says, so I think you can't beat Mahomes with a pass rush. And I honestly don't know if our D in 15 with Von Miller and Demarcus Ware would have been able to rein him in. Now, I'm not saying that D as a whole, but that D was historic and I'm sure they would have pulled it off. But we've seen him escape the grasp of game's best pass rushers with a left-handed throw. I mean, come on. I think how you beat Mahomes, which is what the Pats did, I think last year is a good pass defense and not truly rushing on the outsides, but containing. He's not only winning the games with his electric arm, but his very deceptive quickness. And certainly, I mean, I completely agree with you there, Kazuka, because that is what we saw from him. He has this deceptive like speed to him where he can take it up the middle. He can take it on the outside and run for a big time gain. And that to me becomes the more concerning part because, you know, he can hurt you with his arm, but he can also hurt you with his legs. You have to have a game plan that's predicated off of edge contained and sound gap disciplined football by your inside line linebackers and your defensive tackles they have to maintain their gap integrity or else it's going to be over they're going to run it with Damian Williams or they're going to run it with Patrick Mahomes so I think that that's something you got to take into consideration Kazuka also says I think that what we learned from the draft is that we need an offense to match theirs and a good defense we already have a good defense in my opinion we likely need more interior rushing I said that myself uh, which we may be able to use to get more occasionally put Bradley Chubb rushing from the interior with Harris or Wolf we also already have a quarterback, in my opinion, that can shoot out with anyone in a game-changing wide receiver and tight end. A couple more consistent pieces on offense and some depth on D. I think we're there. Let's hope we can get that this offseason. I think really the Broncos offseason will be predicated off of how they might have the ability to fluctuate some guys around. And I think it really depends on the draft. you got to pick up some weapons. And if the Broncos can't do that, then I do worry about maybe where the team can go in terms of maybe competing for the AFC West. And Mike Kliss of Nine News Denver had said it on Monday. Uh, you got to deal with Mahomes for the next decade. So, you know, there's always the wild card. 
if I'm the Broncos general manager, I'm not thinking with that mindset. I'm still thinking I'm not going to lay down in the AFC West for this guy year in and year out. Absolutely not. There is no way in hell I'm going to let Patrick Mahomes and his curly haired big arm run the division for the next 10 to 15 years and just accept the fact that, okay, well, you know what? We're just going to play for the wild card. That's not how it works in the National Football League, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope fans start to embrace that. Now, I'm not saying drink the Kool-Aid and say, look, the Broncos are going to compete for the AFC West. That is a goal. That's what the Broncos primary goal is going into 2020. How can we beat Kansas City? That's what John Elway himself said in the end of the year press conference. Fans got to start believing that same kind of hype as well. You got to be able to believe that and the players are going to believe that as well. That's the player's goal. Is Kansas City a good team? Absolutely. They're probably the best team right now in the National Football League, talented all across the board, but are they beatable? Absolutely. And I think we got to come into it every single week knowing that Kansas City absolutely is beatable. And I don't think many people do that. I think everybody looks at Kansas City as, oh my goodness, this team is a powerhouse. Nobody can stop them. It doesn't matter if they score, uh, you know, zero points in the first quarter. And if another team outscores them 24 to zero, they can come back just like that. We know that. We know that they can come back and score points. The Broncos got to find a way to score points on the offensive side of the ball in 2020. They got to be able to get stops on the defensive side of the ball. And having Bradley Chubb back, I think, is going to help that. The secondary is the biggest question right now with the inside linebacker position. You know, we've seen how valuable valuable it is to have really athletic and versatile coverage inside backers. Do you want to put that on Alexander Johnson? I'm not quite sold on that. I think Alexander Johnson is great at dropping back into zone coverage, but I also think you can send him a lot. Use that pressure in a 3-4 style defense to get after guys. And if you can send the interior pressure while keeping edge contained, something that the 49ers did not do, look, we've seen that it can fluster a guy like Mahomes and make his passes fall inaccurate, which can lead to interceptions, which could lead to opportunities. I mean, think about too. Justin Simmons played a hell of a year against Kansas City this year. That to me is exciting in and of itself. That interception he had in the snow game was phenomenal. He diagnosed that play. And in that game, it almost seemed like Patrick Mahomes had all day long to sit back in the pocket. We've seen that story far too many times, ladies and gentlemen. And in 2020, it's got to change. And I think for all of us, when I cover the sport, uh, when you guys as fans listen to the show, when you guys get interacting in the conversation, you guys got to get into that kind of hype and that feeling as well. I, you know, I'm not trying to get you to run through a brick wall right now, but I'm saying, look, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And major shout out to Yarnia for that amazing quote that I think is very applicable to this situation. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to head to Periscope. We're going to ask Broncos fans in the NFL community, do the Broncos pay this guy who's a pending free agent or do they let him walk? We're going to play that game in just a moment. But before we do that, I got to remind you guys, if you are a listener of this podcast, and I'm sure that you've heard all the great advertisers that we've had working here on the Lockdown Podcast Network to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Lockdown Broncos is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Broncos fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. And if your company wants to connect with Broncos fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Broncos podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockdownpodcast.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you and your business. 
What's up, everybody? We are here for another special, special portion of Locked On Broncos. We're playing a little interactive game with Broncos fans and NFL fans on Periscope, and we're looking at the Broncos' upcoming free agents coming up here in March, March 18th. The free agency market opens up, and we are taking a broad look at all the Broncos' free agents. Do they pay them, or do they let them go? So we're going to start things off here. And you guys here in the comment section on Periscope, you guys are going to answer the question. So the first player that we're going to be taking a look at, Chris Harris Jr., if you're the Broncos, do you pay him or do you let him go elsewhere? Fire off quick comments here in the section down below on Periscope. Very fun thing. I'm very excited about this. Mitch Reeves, 25, says you pay the man. We're going to see who else fires off here. For sure. I mean, Chris Harris Jr., his time as a Bronco has been good. Chris J. Leeper says, let him go. He's going to want too much. So we've got one person saying, pay the guy. The other one's saying, nah. Then we got Kobe saying, pay him. So Chris Harris Jr., the verdict from Broncos fans so far is that they want him to be paid. And certainly, I mean, I would like Chris Harris Jr. to be paid as well. Godfam Football 1 says, I'd pay Chris Harris Jr., but depending on the asking price, do not overpay. Really going to be interesting to see what teams throw out at him. DTG 2004 says pay him. Definitely a big part of that defense. And I agree 110%. Uh, your secondary is important. You lose a guy like him, it's going to be very, very tough to replace his production and his impact value. Our next player that we're transitioning over to is Derek Wolf. Do the Broncos pay Derek Wolf or do they let him walk away? And I would like to throw out. He does not want to be paid top top market dollar. Uh, he wants to be paid something fair. Obviously, uh, I believe his last deal was like $9.4 million um, AAV overall. So I think that's going to put him at a standpoint where he wants to at least make 10. And uh, so far, we have got the people on here. Devin, 59, he says, pay that man. Kobe A says, let him go. Uh, Chris Leeper says, Wolf depends on the price. And he's going to be more affordable than what Shelby Harris will likely command on the free agency market. Uh, Mitch Reeves says, let him walk and give that money to Shelby Harris. I think Shelby Harris is going to end up in Green Bay, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if the Broncos will throw up that much money. Um, I believe he's going to command somewhere around $12 million or $13 million. I mean, that's just a guesstimate in my head about where Shelby Harris would be, but the Broncos more likely would be like $10 million, maybe $11 million max, I think, for Derek Wolf. And obviously, with him having that standpoint of having seven sacks in 12 games, you got to take that into consideration. So, uh, right now, I'd say it's split. Broncos fans are saying, you know, they're split on between paying him and letting him walk away. Now, let's talk about Ron Leary. This is one where the Broncos are likely to release him. If you are the Broncos, do you release Ron Leary or do you bring him back? I would have to say if I'm the Broncos, I am going to release Ron Leary because he's getting older. His injury history is obviously something that has caught up to him and it's just unfortunate he couldn't stay healthy the last couple of seasons for the Broncos. So do you let him go or do you re-sign him? Uh, But obviously, you take a look at his salary, he's going to probably have to take a significant pay cut. Mitch Reeves says, let Leary walk. And I would say that's the common consensus amongst Broncos fans here. Let's talk about a running back here. Okay, this is a guy that didn't see any action with the Broncos in 2019. He saw a preseason game, a couple plays there, and then he broke his shoulder. Uh, but Theo Riddick, running back position, 29 years of age, uh, was spent all of 2019 on IR. If you're the Broncos, do you bring Theo Riddick back 
or do you let him go? I personally say you bring him back because he can add this value to your offensive production that maybe you were lacking in 2019. You know, nothing against Philip Lindsay, nothing against Royce Freeman, but Theoretic can help the Broncos out in the passing game from a running back standpoint. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I think it really depends on where they tend to go with the free agency period, what they plan to do, the NFL draft, what their focus is as an organization. Uh, but we did not see what Theoretic could do for the Broncos. Chris Leeper says, bring Theoretic back. We never got to see what he could do. Spot on. I mean, you you hit it. That's how I'm feeling. I'd say bring him back, be running back three more than likely. Devontae Booker is going to probably be gone, which he's going to come up here in just a minute. Uh, long snappers are people too, ladies and gentlemen. And Casey Kreider is the next man up. Uh, going back real quick here. Uh, Mitch Reeves says, bring Riddick back. He was always fun to watch with the Lions. Yes, he provides a value in the return game, possibly even though they have Deontay Spencer. Uh, but as a receiver and as a running back out of the backfield, I feel like Pat Shermer uh, could have a field day with maybe what Theo Riddick can do in this type of offense. My man, Brandon Spano. Of course, I got to represent my DNVR shirt. Um, I might buy five of them. I just bought the blue Denver Nuggets diehard shirt, and I can't wait to get that. It's going to be coming here very soon. Um, so yes, Theo Riddick. Um, like I said, Long snappers are people too. Casey Kreider. We talk about him a lot. Look, I think he's done a pretty good job for being a guy that only makes $1 million a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a great um, thing there. Let's see. Nice shirt, bro. Thank you, Austin Baker. Appreciate that, Chris Lieber. You don't let pro bowlers leave. Even if they are long snappers, you got to keep Casey Kreider. I'm certainly in the mix with that too. He's 30 years old. And uh, look, he does a great job. I don't think we've ever had any issue where there is a muffed punt in terms of a bad snap or even on a PAT point or an extra point. I don't think his long snaps. I don't think we've ever seen with Casey Kreider any kind of error that has made them miss a field goal or obviously muff a punt. I don't know if that's been the case, um, but let's see here. Ronnie Caphill, my guy says, Gratishar for Pro Football Hall of Fame 2021. Sorry, my bad. Hey, Ron, you do a great job advocating for Broncos players to get in the Hall of Fame. I appreciate you, sir. Um, okay, this is a big one. Not necessarily a big one, but I'd say a big question mark uh, due to the fact that he did not have the greatest 2019 season, but let's talk about Adam Gotsis here. Do you pay Adam Gotsis? More than likely, he just had ACL surgery, so it would be, have to be on a one-year prove-it style deal keep that in your mind before you answer do you want to give him a one-year prove-it type deal because if not he's going to be going elsewhere and I don't know I feel like for him it'd be great to maybe have some familiarity it really depends on how the Broncos feel I haven't heard anything from anybody that I spoke to in the Broncos organization regarding Adam Gossis um, I know one thing that he's, he's handled really well was he handled being benched so do you bring back Adam Gossis or do you let him go that's going to be the big question for him obviously a 27 year old guy Austin Baker says I close my eyes and I'm not sure if I'm listening to Cody Rourke or Adam Schefter. Well, sources say uh, the two have never been seen in the same room together. You know, one guy has five cell phones. I have two cell phones. Uh, but yes, Mitch Reeves says if Shelby Harris leaves, it would be nice to have Gotsis and some familiarity back there. I certainly agree. I think the Broncos are going to have to choose between Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris, though, and maybe Adam Gotsis. I don't know. I feel like the Broncos are very, very high on Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker that they'd be okay with maybe letting Adam Gotsis go. But then again, you do need some more depth. It's going to be interesting to see what they go here. Uh, Cyrus Jones underwent a little bit of a medical issue with his heart towards the end of the season for the Broncos, and I don't think he's going to be back. I don't think he's going to be playing in 2020, so I'm not even going to go there. This next guy right here played a big role for the Broncos after Bradley Chubb tore his ACL, and outside of it, I think uh, you know when you take a look at Malik Reed, this guy is a veteran. He came in and played really well opposite of Von Miller. Jeremiah Attachew, uh, he played big for the Broncos, so I, I, I want to bring back a guy like Jeremiah 
Jeremiah Tashu. I think he's valuable to have him, Bradley Chubb, and Von Miller. And you have a guy like maybe Malik Reed or even Justin Hollins. Justin Hollins might transition maybe to more inside linebacker this season for Denver. I like the dynamic of maybe having uh, a Tashu back because of the fact that he is a veteran and he played well for the Broncos down the stretch. Vic Fangio um, really liked him. He won over Fangio very quickly after a not-so-great start to his career in Denver, and the rest is history. So do you pay a Tauchu or do you bring him back? Broncos country, NFL community here on Periscope, what is it that you have to say with that? That's going to be one I'm really the most intrigued about. I'm on the standpoint, look, he only cost you around $805,000 in 2019. I think you can give him a pretty reasonable contract, especially with so much cap space um, you got going there. And then Rip and Lips 86 kind of an off-topic question here, but uh, he asked the question, Drew Locke, really the quarterback of the future for the Broncos. Uh, that's the hope. He's the guy in 2020, and uh, he's got to prove a lot game to game every single week. Chris Lieber says, keep him. Can't have enough depth at outside backer. You can never have enough pass rushers, and Atachu came up big for the Broncos. Corey Nelson, a guy that really contributed for the Broncos in 2015 um, in terms of special teams play. He's a Super Bowl champion. 2016, he got some more playing time as an inside linebacker. Proved to be one of the, be- uh, the better coverage linebackers for the Broncos when they were dealing with some injuries to Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall obviously. Um, He's going to be at the point where you got to bring him back. And he was the week one starter for the Broncos against the Oakland Raiders. And it was just really, he just came in on a week's preparation. Then he suffered a season ending injury. I like Corey Nelson. Um, I think he could be a special teams captain for the Broncos. I'd like to see him back in Denver. Um, But obviously the biggest one here to look, everybody's talking about him. Justin Simmons, do you pay him or do you let him go? You would be absolutely naive and like just not very football smart if you want to let Justin Simmons go. Broncos are not going to let him go go. They're going to sign him. If they can't come to terms on a contract extension by March 10th, then they're going to put the franchise tag on him. But they are going to keep him in Denver uh, for 2020. And I think it's a big move because he's the cornerstone of this Broncos franchise going forward. He is the one young guy that, in my opinion, you can build a team around. He's that guy that Vic Fangio trusts to have the defense there. Chris Leeper says you have to pay Simmons. That's not even a question. And certainly so. I think Broncos country is in complete agreement here. Now, before we get into the final part of our show here today, I got to remind you guys, if you're a Denver sports fan, you need to be locked on to all things Colorado sports here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You guys are obviously locked in every single day to Locked On Broncos all year long, but you guys also need to be locked into the Locked On Nuggets podcast, Locked On Rockies, and Locked On Avalanche because your Denver sports unites everybody, brings everybody together. If you're a Locked On Avs fan, you should be listening to this show, the Nuggets, and also the Rockies, so on and so forth. So get your Locked On fix here on the Locked On Podcast Network with Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche. Locked On Rockies and the Locked On Nuggets podcast, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, I want to ask you guys about uh, Devontae Booker. I think a lot of Broncos fans are okay with the standpoint of him going elsewhere. That's the common feedback I've received in terms of letting him go. Um, Devontae Bosby, he's a guy I think that the Broncos absolutely 110% need to bring back. They really, really like him. Vic Fangio likes him in this style of defense because he's lengthy. He can play zone defense very well. He's a good guy at breaking on the ball once it's thrown quick on curl routes. Go back to the Green Bay Packers game in week three. He did a very good job against Devontae Adams when he got inserted into the lineup over Isaac Yadam. I like Bosby. I hope he returns back to Denver. And uh, he definitely has a lot of promise as my guy, white boy Rasta says here in the chat room on Periscope. 
Now, this is a big one. Um, Nugget fan forever also asked the question, any chance Sanders comes back? No. He's going to stay either in San Francisco or he's going to go to a team that is a contender. Uh, I mean, I wonder if they let maybe one of their wide receivers goes if he goes over to Kansas City. I, I don't know. I don't think he'd be the type of guy to do that, but uh, he wants to win. He's only He feel, feels like he's only got two to three years left in his career in the National Football League. Um, I would be surprised if he went anywhere else besides a contender. So look for Sanders to stay in San Francisco or to maybe go to a contender. He was a big guy for Jimmy Garoppolo, and unfortunately Garoppolo missed him in Super Bowl 54 on a pass that would have won the game more than likely there. Um, this is a big one here. Offensive line, Connor McGovern. He, okay, he's the, currently the center. He had a whole full year of center under his belt, but the question a lot of people have, do you pay him center money? Do you pay him that $10 million per year at the center position when he only has one year? I get the hesitation there. Maybe you move him to right guard. Then you're okay with paying him that type of money because he's proven himself to be a very, very good right guard. What is your stance, Broncos country, on Connor McGovern? Do the Broncos pay him or do they let him go? And we're going to continue to await some of the comments here in the Periscope broadcast here on our little bit of a game. Chris Leeper says you got to keep him. You can't keep losing offensive linemen. And I think it really goes to continuity. White Boy Rasta says depends on the options. And when I look at the free agency class, I don't see a lot of options that can come in and maybe play the position as well as he did. Now, I think the Broncos have some in-house guys. I've mentioned it before here on Locked On Broncos that you have Patrick Morris, who Mike Munchak wanted to bring in off waivers from the Pittsburgh Steelers after they had released him. He believes there's some promise there. Maybe you mold him and groom him in to be the center. You move Connor McGovern back to right guard. That solves two birds with one stone there. And uh, I think it could be a good move for the Broncos if they also want to save some money. Um, Suave and Swagoo says, I think you keep McGovern. You got to build that O-line consistency. 110% my guy. I absolutely agree with you because this offensive line for a lot of times, I mean, consistently from the Peyton Manning years, there was not a lot of continuity. There were guys changing positions. There were new guys coming in and being plugged in at left guard, right guard, center, uh, right tackle. I mean, there was a lot of fluctuation. They have not had a lot of consistency. And I think for Mike Munchak, his vision for the O-line has to do with continuity. So I think they're going to try to keep it together. Um, Elijah Wilkinson becomes one of those guys you really got to question in terms of where is he going to do? Is he going to try to go somewhere else for free agency? I felt like he, he got a whole year at right tackle uh, with Juwan James injury. Um, I think he's better suited playing a right guard position. So the Broncos might have an in-house guy if they decide to bring him back. Um, the, the couple of players I want to take a look at here, though, too. Um, Tim Patrick's a restricted free agent. Will Parks is an unrestricted free agent alongside... Deontay Spencers, who is an exclusive rights free agent. I think that the Broncos need to bring back Will Parks because he really did a good job, in my opinion, coming in and playing that nickel position really well. Duke Dawson just was not getting the job done for the Broncos. He experienced some penalties. There were times he experienced getting beat on the inside. Once Parks went from strong safety to the nickel spot, Kareem Jackson was able to play his true position at the Broncos had envisioned for him, and he played like a stud. Will Parks excelled in that nickel slot role because they could blitz him. He's athletic enough to be able to do that. He can cover guys. He can cover tight ends, and we saw that against uh, Darren Waller in that Week 17 finale where the Broncos win 16-15. to He had a couple of big plays on third down and fourth down. Philly Will, a good friend of the show. He's always keeping it Will here, locked on Broncos. I believe that the Broncos should re-sign Will Parks. That's really my firm opinion on it, and obviously I think they're going to bring back Deontay Spencer, who's an alternate for the Pro Bowl. 
great return guy. Uh, probably the most consistent return guy that the Broncos have had in quite some time. And it's been a while. I mean, even with uh, you know Trendon Holiday, it wasn't consistent. I mean, he either he was either going to score a touchdown or he's going to fumble it. And sometimes he had a little bit more bad than he had good. Deontay Spencer, actually, in my opinion, outside of the beginning part of the season, one of the things that he struggled with was not letting the ball bounce back and to go for a touchback. Sometimes he'd filled it at the 10-yard line or sometimes he'd filled it at the 5. And so it put the Broncos offense in a precarious position. Uh, God Family Football 1 says, bring all three back. Tim Patrick is a great special teams player and Will Parks as well. He can do that as well. So I, I think the Broncos have some options here. I'm certainly excited about it. They're going to look to bring back Trey Marshall, who really stepped up into a role when Kareem Jackson was suspended the final two games of the season. So for the Broncos, they were able to fluctuate some guys and they have a lot of options and there's some free agency options out there. A lot of in-house guys they want to take care of first. John always said, we want to take care of the guys uh, that are obviously in-house, the guys that want to be back and guys that we want back. Those are the two terminologies that he used in determining how he's going to be attacking free agency. So Broncos country, the NFL community here on Periscope. Thank you so much for jumping into the conversation. And as always, I appreciate you guys for staying locked on to the Lockdown Broncos podcast. So Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode of the show. And I just wanted to remind you guys, you guys can interact with me now, not only just on Twitter at Cody York NFL, but you guys can now text me and I plan to use the community platform as used by Gary V as used by Aston Kutcher and various other celebrities. You can now message me and I can message you on an individualized, personalized level. You guys add my number to your contact. Send this number a text right now, 303 303- 529-6323. I plan to use this for the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Anytime there's Broncos news, I will release some of that stuff out to you before it even gets published or reported on Twitter. Get you guys in the conversation a little bit. Plus, it allows me to interact with you to talk football, life, and whatever else. And uh, I really appreciate it. So once you send that a text message to 303 303- 529-6323. What will happen is you'll receive a text from me plus a link at the top. Click the link that is sent to you via the text message, and then you can add your contact information into my cell phone, which allows me to be able to interact with you. So opt into the text messages and join in on all the action. But Broncos Country, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Broncos this week. We got a lot in store for you. Joe Rouse, Mile High Report coming your way this week. We're going to conclude our film series review plus more Broncos guests all across the Broncos country atmosphere. And uh, if you, the fan, want to be here on the show during the offseason, we're going to start doing some Fan Fridays. Reach out to me. Send me a text message, 303-529-6323. Opt in and add your contact information uh, to my phone by clicking that link, and we will be locked in every single day. So Broncos country, hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to having another one for you guys here tomorrow on the show.